Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip, And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions, that sort of thing. And we have food. We do. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. So you get fed, well we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch we look forward to seeing you there see you then hello everybody welcome this is Live Lunch and yeah I'm joined today I'm Rachel I'm an intern here and do some comms and media stuff and kids work and I'm joined by the lovely George Benson. Lovely George. <laughs> Gorgeous Toby, George. George, George, George. <laughs> and uh, Toby Ford Weston, who yes. preached to us on Sunday. Yes. And I think we're just going to have a little chat about what was preached and just see if there's any conversation topics that come up, questions that arise from what was said and just kind of go from there, really. So mm-hmm. welcome to Live Lunch. We've got some lovely wraps from Canvas today and some chips. You said that a bit fops. It sounds like you got the wraps from an illegal place there. <laughs> Canvas. Right? Canvas. Canvas. Canvas is where the wraps are from. That's where they cross. Straight over my head, please. <laughs> <laughs> They're really nice. So shout out to Canvas. Great. And uh, yeah, maybe we could just go over like what the preach was about for people that might not have heard it or people that just want a little refresher and mm. kind of go from there. Totally. Um, so here was, uh, I spoke on Genesis 39, the whole chapter. Um, which is um, a really interesting chapter. So what I try to do is I try to sort of zoom out and look at the story of Joseph in context um, uh, and then zoom in specifically on the sexual temptation part. Mm. And so I guess it was in a few sections I talk about um, how we, uh, uh, if you're a Christian, you relate to Joseph um, in that we relate to Jesus as well. And Joseph is such an example of Jesus um, and 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 I drew, I drew there was a diagram as well. Um, check it out. Um, and then um, after that, I, I spoke about um, just the tapestry of our lives and how um, our lives really they, they don't make sense when you when you focus on individual events. But actually, it takes distance of years and sometimes decades to really start to get a feel of mm, okay, maybe this is what God's doing. And Joseph is an example of that. He comments on his life much later on in life. Um, and then, then I move to um, um, I think the favor of God. And and I, I and, and you know we often see favor in, in a very I would say one dimensional way, and um, and that in, involves kind of basically finances and things going well for us um, uh, circumstantially, and 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 that certainly can be a type of favor. But when you look at the life of Joseph, um, certainly in the period that we were looking in Genesis thirty nine and the life of Jesus, that category doesn't it just doesn't fit. It's like a square peg in a round hole for Jesus's life because he wasn't uh, successful in that sense. Um, at all and he was the most favorite person of all time and then I move on to uh, a death and the resurrection and I talk about how the the seasons of death and resurrection as a Christian we go through difficult um, times and good times and then God raises us delivers us from seasons of, of death um, and uh, and comforts us in seasons of in seasons of death and then lastly <laughs> it was a multifaceted preach um, we uh, we looked at um, sexual temptation when we spent a fairly a large amount of time there and I think one of the main points I wanted to um, ram home as best as I could was that to be tempted in itself is a sin and I think uh, far too many people 
uh, feel tempted and then feel guilty for being tempted and then say, oh, well, I might, you know, I felt tempted, so I might as well, and not distinguishing. And though we might be able to d distinguish it with our words, so of course it's not sin to be tempted. Um, I think practically it's not the, not the case. Yeah, I think that part for me was really just, it just really stayed with me because I think when you look in, when you have temptation, you're right. It's like you, there's this thing that goes on in your brain where you think, if I just do it though, then it will be done with. Or if I just do this, then it will kind of maybe even relieve it. Or, and I think what you said on Sunday really stayed with me for that because yeah, it's being tempted. We, we may have feelings of guilt. We may have feelings around that that's going to draw us into doing it more. But actually looking at Joseph and how he turned it down again and again, even after it was like relentless. And definitely in our culture, I think we can have that relentless temptation. Mm -hmm. But then that being said of it's not a sin to be tempted mm -hmm. and just navigating where to go from there, mm -hmm. just really hit home for me and um, I think Brilliant. during my conversations after church as well so yeah that's that's right I, I think so and and I, I think it's you know it's a spiritual thing you know it's it's, it's spiritual warfare oh. um times a few months ago we were talking about sort of demons and um on this podcast and um and this that, that is as much spiritual warfare as it is to cast out a demon it really is it's 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 hand-to-hand -hand combat with the flesh um, maybe with other forces as well, and and so to be able to have that weapon in your in your arsenal, if you like, just say, no, I am I'm feeling in this case sexually tempted, but to be tempted is not a sin, mm. and and actually there's peace and freedom in that, and and, and I think people uh, to think God wants you to live a life. I mean, Jesus was was tempted; he was tempted in every way, um, as we are. Hebrews chapter four, verse fifteen, and yet without sin. And, um, and so he likely would have been sexually tempted and, and that's okay. Um, God doesn't tempt us. It's important to say that James, the book of James says that like we, God's not trying to <laughs> make us for that to happen. No. Um, but if we are tempted, it's no sin. No sin. Yeah. It was encouraging for me and some people I was speaking to after, mm. cause there is, and the enemy will probably use your temptations to make you feel those things, those feelings of guilt. Um, but yeah, just to know that as well, if you do choose the other way, like Joseph did, like we can, because God gives us the strength to, you know, it says like, we can just flee and he'll give us, there's nothing he'll put us through that we can't get out of, or I'm trying to think of the verse that that's from, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, that encouragement. And then like, in my experience, when you choose that way, the blessings then, and the way in which God can come into your life when you choose his way instead of succumbing to that, mm -hmm. it's just so apparent. And that comes into what you were saying about having favor on having God's favor on you and having fruitfulness from that. If you walk in the way of the spirit, you will start to see the fruit of it. And a major thing of that is being like those themes of guilt aren't going to be as present because you're with God, you're with the spirit. And I think that the biggest lie that maybe in my experience the enemy will tell you is if you succumb to those temptations you're going to feel good but actually it just leads to so much more of those feelings and it's, it's yeah. hard truth go on uh, yeah, yeah. I, I think i was gonna slightly move on from it so if you want to comment on that oh, yeah, i'll just i'll just one last comment um it, it, it's a half truth um because there is sin wouldn't be sin in one sense if there wasn't some measure of of pleasure 
in it. Yeah. Um, and um, but it's like um, it, to use the uh, example, um, the example, it's like a the the that's been used before. You know, the the fish hook with a worm on it. You know, and, and the worm tastes nice. You bite it as the fish, but then you're you're hooked. And so I, I think mm -hmm. the biggest the biggest blessing, um, certainly in the short term and in the immediate, is actually is peace <laughs> and freedom to walk away and think, you know, oh, I don't have that horrible feeling on my the back of my neck and head. Um, that can happen when we we give in. Yeah, um, I think we'd be good to talk about favour a little bit more. But before before we do that, I we the distinction between we've got a temptation that is not a sin, and then that it can lead to sin. Mm. How would you help people distinguish between the two? Um, so how do I know that I've I've been tempted but I've not sinned? And at what point have I? Because I, I think you 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 drew that out a little bit on Sunday, but I think that could be that could be interesting. Because mm. um, I think temptation comes at you in a moment. You see something, you want something, and then at what point have I, have I drifted into that? Um, yeah, I don't know. Nicole. Yeah, well, it's 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 um, it's 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 a bit. It's quite difficult because a lot of it is 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 mental. Um, uh, yeah, uh, and physical, I suppose. Um, but. Uh, what I say is 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 um, is um, uh, taking the example of sexual temptation, uh, because that was the example predominantly from um, our, our, our text. Um, it's the dwelling on it. It's the um, marinating in it. It's the um, uh, uh, giving occasion just to recount and recall and uh, and go further with it. Those those kinds of things. I think uh, th that would be venturing into these kind of lusting in the heart as the, as Jesus calls it in, yeah. in the Bible yeah um and so it's it is it is difficult because you can't sort of cut you know here and here um but you know we have the witness of the Holy Spirit as well um yes it's possible to feel weirdly guilty when you are sexually tempted you've not done anything wrong um but if you're telling yourself okay asking yourself questions that that can be a helpful thing um but I generally think if you're if you continue to think about it, if you continue to, um, that might be a sign. And I think it's um, a helpful thing is to give it to the Lord, like to 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 pray. It doesn't have to be a long hour long prayer sesh, but just to say, "Hey Lord, this is what I'm thinking. Please help me with this. I want to move on." And then just try and do something different from a very practical sense, in a, yeah. from a very practical viewpoint, just to move, do something different, uh, and and try and get your mind off it. And you may have to do that regularly and often. Yeah. I thought that was um, when you use the um, illustration of going at 10 miles an hour and then that being able to stop. And then, but if you've got all the way up to, to full speed, it takes, it takes longer. Um, and I think that's, I've just, was trying to draw you out on some of that. I think how, how do we stop at 10 miles an hour and how do we stop at the, the, the temptation as opposed to getting into the sin? That's really helpful. I think one of the things that's helped me is I heard someone when I was younger talk about the second look. So, um, so if someone walks past that you find attractive or getting practical, or you're scrolling past an Instagram post, you think, okay, um, that I think that initial thing that is that's something that's just happened and you've been tempted. But I think we know in our hearts if we've gone, <laughs> um, or you're scrolling and you've gone, okay, I've gone back to that. I think I think you you're in your own conscience. You know you've fed that a little bit. You've gone, like, oh, okay. And when, where did you go? And you'd suddenly it's like you've led yourself down that mountain a little bit. Um, and so I think you can, you can't, you, we, we do live in a world of temptations. We will be tempted. You can't stop that first interaction. But that second one, I think you, 
maturity as a Christian, and we will absolutely need to repent, you know, get it wrong, we need to repent, come back to God. Um, looks like seeing the first thing and then moving on. Um, and something else very practical, and um, we can move on after, after this, is when you talk about the 10 miles an hour, what helps me stay at 10 miles an hour and not go anywhere else is messaging someone and saying, hey, can you ask me how tonight went next time I see you? And for me, it would be like a leader, it would be someone who's a mentor, it would be a disciple, disciple, discipler. It's like that for me is enough to say, well, like it's like very good. I know I'm going to have to look this person in the eyes and they're going to go, so how was that? Uh, just the fact that I know that is enough for me to, okay. So would you say like being more open with those around you about these things and people that you trust, maybe just so you have like sort of an accountability there and things like that. Is that something that you find helpful? Yeah, I think so. I think it is, it's almost more, um, I, I, I don't, wouldn't say I'll go all the way to having accountability partner or anything like that. Maybe that's helped some people for some people. I think for me, it is literally, I'm going to be asked about it later. Yeah. I think spending hours talking about it and why it happened. And I think I, I find that less helpful, um, in reality. And I need to take it to God. I don't, I don't have like, he's not, the, the person. So it would be for me, it'd be Stephen. He's not my priest. And I go to Stephen and get. Uh, absolution and he goes okay you're forgiven now it's fine but he's just someone who will check up make sure i'm okay and uh, also someone i really don't want to tell that i've messed up so that helps <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah i don't i don't know well i just think it is helpful but i think what you said as well about god being just go to god with your problems and i know it, so it sounds easy and to be honest i've dealt with having a blockage where i feel like i can't pray when you're having those feelings but if you just push through and it could be as simple as just saying one word like just being like help me or just saying Jesus or just saying like I need help it can be just as simple as that to then let God into your problems and not suffer alone in them because I think what you were saying on Sunday about it's not always easy to know when you're going to drift and sometimes like you were saying you're drifting but you might not necessarily know. And I think definitely in this culture, you can drift so easily. And then the whole car thing of like, yeah, it's harder to stop a car at 60 miles an hour. Um, but, but it doesn't mean it's impossible to stop that once you're there. It just means like, okay, what are the things that are leading me into this and maybe just making a note of it? And that's what I did after the preach was like, okay, write down what are the things that are leading me into this way? You know, things like TikTok or things like it could be, it will be different for everybody. But maybe that being something that people can do as a practical step is like, write, make a list, write down what are the things that you, and it might be having to give up your favorite Netflix show or, you know, something like that. But yeah, exactly. Yeah, it can just be for a season and then just note what what's changed, what's, you know. It might be that the fruit that comes from that is so much better than the TV show ever was that it's like, it doesn't have to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. That's really helpful. Um, I think I'd love to, I'd love to discuss um, your, when we talked about favor and mm. talked about favor, um, you really brought out the, I'd not hugely thought about the tragedy of Joseph's life up until that point, until you mentioned it. And obviously there's the musical and it all seems okay and they have a nice sing song about it and even when the difficult things happen it's sort of slightly musicalified um but the way that you just brought out just the trauma he had been through just betrayal by family literally being trafficked you know mm -hmm. um and all of those things and yet in all of it um as you brought out through the story it says god is with him god is with him 
God is with him. He gets favor in the input of his house. Later on, he gets favor in the prison. All those sorts of things. Um, and you said how that challenged our concept of favor. We sort of talked about um, it's not necessarily the guy going past in the in the nice car with everything that you would have wanted that has the favor of God. I mean, it might look like that might be what favor looks like in their life, but um, it's not necessarily what we what we think. Um, yeah, I'd love I'd love you to draw that out a little bit for us. Yeah, I think that um, you know, I think <laughs> I think it's one thing to it, the first step is to know that you're favored. And the favor comes through faith in Christ that you have, you couldn't be any more favored, loved than, than, than you are. Um, and as I said in the, in the message, just meditating, enjoying that and you become more fruitful. Um, but then I, I would argue that that needs to be mixed with contentment. Uh, it's actually very possible to know that you're greatly favored. You could have a wonderful ministry in church or in your business doing stuff and you know that God's doing stuff. Uh, through you and the way you lead, serve, well, however. Um, but you could know that, but like, yeah, God is. But I really want more money. <laughs> um, or I really want this car. Or, 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 you know, I'm just thinking the first thing that's coming to my mind, but see what I'm saying. And so I, I think that it, 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 needs to be, um, it needs to be mixed with contentment. And we see that in Joseph's life. Joseph is so content. It's just, honestly, he's so wonderfully content. It's baffling to me. And, and that's not reading into scripture because we know he was content through the, the, the downs, the ups and the downs <clears throat> they went through because of his response. Uh, he was in, um, in Potiphar's house, which, which was better than being in the pit for sure. Um, but he was a slave uh, and, uh, and he worked hard. Like if you're not content, if you've been sold and trafficked, um, you're, one is likely to want to sit in the corner, unfolded, cry, be angry, be upset with God. No, Joseph, Joseph rolls up his sleeves and says, right, Potiphar's house, here I am, let's get cracking. Um, then he's put in prison, falsely accused, completely unfair, unjust. Okay, roll up my sleeves, and, and he gets promoted even in prison. Uh, so there's, a, there's an attitude that Joseph has, which is kind of rather than moping around and grumbling and, 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 and that kind of thing, that's like, well, this is it, let's just get cracking. And, and, and that displays to me a contentment um, and a faith. It wasn't just a contentment that is kind of like a uh, kind of, this is my lot, I'm going to have to make the best of it. Um, it's a contentment of, this is my lot for the season. I know that I've got these huge promises. I still believe in those huge promises. We actually see that later on when uh, when one of the um, the dreams come. And he says, you know, he basically says, tell me your dream. He's wanting, he, he still believes in God speaking through dreams. And this is in prison. Um, and that dream would, ultimately in the end get him back out and, and into the into the uh, pharaoh's uh, face if you like um and so yeah so contentment uh, with the knowledge of of our fruitfulness is is a is a potent uh, is a potent mix and uh, and you know paul that's what paul talks about when he talks about the, the secret of contentment and he talks about it being great gain and that really is the great gain and i think for me um you know we we can think great gain gives contentment uh, when the truth is that contentment is the thing that is the great gain. Uh, that's what Paul says. Um, with contentment, there is great gain. Um, and so actually, I, I, I've thought about this uh, myself as I was preparing the message and speaking, even speaking to my wife, just talking about it. I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if we were content? Like, if you think about that for, for a second for yourself, like, 
how happy would I be if I was genuinely content with my situation right now? Like, what better thing is there in life than for you, in your situation, just be like, I'm really, really happy. I'm really content, like sincerely content. I, that's like the biggest gift um, because with contentment comes peace. Uh, um, it's kind of mixed up in it and, uh, and, and other things. Um, and so, yes, I think that the, the, if I had more time, I would have, I would have drawn that out a bit, but they, they sit side by side, knowing God's favor and being just wonderfully content mm. uh, in that. That's amazing. It really reminds me of this video, um, on Alpha and the guy, like he doesn't have money and he's like, has all these problems, but he's just filled with this content love and peace of God. And then that actually attracts other people because they're like, why are you so happy? Like you've not got anything that would normally make, I don't know if you have a car or you have a house and that bringing you happiness, but actually God's peace, God's love, just knowing God is enough. And look at the statistics, right? If you were to go, I was born in Nigeria. If you were to go to Nigeria or certain parts of Africa or the, the what we call the third world, um, and you go to churches there, I tell you, they got more joy than in our church. They got less money than in our church. Their worship is more electric than in our church. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to, um, we've got wonderful worship leaders. <laughs> I'm not trying to um, uh, stir up a fun. Some <laughs> you were great on uh, Sunday night, by the way. Um, Appreciate that. <laughs> Okay, I like what I'm trying to say. Like that, they're like that. They have uh, they have less from the world's perspective, totally. but they're full of joy. And if you look at the rates of um, how uh, antidepressants are issued in this country uh, and the level of depression and anxiety uh, versus other countries where they have uh, less than us, you know, um, uh, the Bible says to quote Mace, the prophet Mace, "Mo money, mo problems." Um, you know that, that that it says that in, in the Proverbs, basically a uh, paraphrase. Um, and, 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 and we, in this part of the world, um, we are rich uh, and, um, really just to have an NHS, have healthcare, have clothes, have most of us roof of our, our, our heads, et cetera, et cetera. And so that there is there, I think there's a lot to be said about, um, contentment. It just, it's not, it's not linked to, to wealth. It really, really isn't. And, um, and while, as you say, favor and, and, and finances can, can merge uh, and, and they do they do sometimes and god's not ashamed or afraid of that you know sometimes he will do that and it did happen in joseph's life i think i think for a great many of us uh, even looking at looking in joseph's life you know the reason he could be trusted with the wealth of like the the known world at the time was because he was he wasn't about the money like he went through he was in in a pit then he was then he was wrongly accused in his prison I, I reckon when Joseph was raised up, of course he would have enjoyed the, the benefits of being rich, uh, being the prime minister, but I think he would have been like, do you know what? Yes, cool, but I just want to serve the Lord. I want to serve Pharaoh. What can I do? And, and he did the same thing. He rolled up his sleeves as prime minister and, and God used him to deliver the whole the whole region. Um, but, but God needed to put him through that period. And I do think it's interesting, even the way life is set up, oftentimes, oftentimes, you, you start off in life as a teenager working newspaper rounds, working in, in, in shops and, and, and things like that. There's nothing wrong with that. I did that. And if God called me there, then that's, I had to be content, you know, no problem. Um, but then oftentimes, generally speaking through life, you, many people kind of get trusted with more. And so when one is 50, oftentimes, not all the time, um, people are earning more than when they were 18. Um, and it's, it is, I think it is kind of built into life that you start somewhere and it's often, um, 
uh, in a, a more humble place, not earning so much, and you get trusted with more, faithful with a little, faithful with more. And that is a, an extreme version of that is Joseph's story, really. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, um, what would you, I don't know what time I have left. Uh, five minutes. Um, what would you say to someone who is not experiencing the favor of God financially? Um, and how how would you help them to see that God still favors them? That's a good question. I think that um, I think that I would read my Bible. <laughs> to be honest, um, I, I would I would say that look dig into um, the favor that God has for you in Christ. Like Jesus even says to the disciples. Um, when they come back, they've cast a few demons out. It says, don't rejoice that the demons submit to you. Like, rejoice that your name is the book of life. Um, and that knowing Jesus, you know, we sing this song, um, knowing you, Jesus, there is no greater thing. It, it's tr I believe that. It's true. And and the more we tuck in and enjoy and feast on uh, the, um, the, the, I use the term, gorgeous favor um, that God has given us through through Christ, that we have... Um, God is a father that we are free that we're going to have new bodies that that we couldn't be more 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 loved that he's got our back that we've been adopted all these wonderful gospel truths our sins have been yeah. completely taken away we're given the righteousness and the purity of Jesus that is great favor there's no you, and and that is something that money can't buy um I mean seriously which is better like uh, uh Jesus says it is it who would um gain the whole world but forfeit their soul it's like what what we have in Christ is 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 priceless, and thankfully, um, it it it's 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 free. It's uh, it cost Jesus a lot. It was very costly to him, um, and it's a free gift to us. And uh, so that's what I would say. And it, it, perhaps it sounds like the trite religious uh, answer, but it it's true. And I would just say dig in, um, because in that there is so much contentment. And look at uh, Jesus. Look at. Paul, for example, what he went through. This this guy was a happy, happy guy. You know, he was in prison as well. And Joseph doesn't strike me as even though bad things were happening to him as a as a morose person. Quite the contrary, I think he was a really happy man um, through what he went through. As we've already talked about his contentment. So, so yeah, that that's that's what I would say. And just trust, like, like you say, get into your Bible, get into prayer, and trust and believe in God and His promises, and look at what He's done. He is so giving. He literally gave his son and he is giving in times of financial crisis. I mean, I can speak personally to how God uses people and they just give and tell people about it, tell people about your financial situation that you trust. And um, yeah, God is so giving and so loving and he will give you everything that you need. Um, so just like hang on to those pieces of scriptures through those hard times and having that trust and faith will get you through it. And yeah, that's, well, that's just, brilliant. Just to quickly add, just to close, uh, uh, um, uh, something that Joel uh, mentioned to me uh, uh, um, that I found particularly helpful. It's not his story. It was uh, someone else's story that they told him. And it was this, it was this chap in America um, who um, had uh, w went to a, a conference um, and he's a preacher. He's a pastor of a church. And he's got a fairly sort of moderate-sized church in, in America. And, um, and at the um at the conference that he was at um there were pastors with large churches um there and 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 he wasn't necessarily convinced about their sort of in integrity sort of thing and he started thinking about like like god why have you given 
him like such a large church and him such a large church him so much money and him so much money could be our comparison say and he and he and he literally heard god in that moment say to him john i don't know what his name was but john when is jesus going to be enough for you when is jesus going to be enough for you and and it just it just got the guy it just got him and he repented of his sin and it's like that is such a a good god ask good questions so surprise surprise and sometimes it's like when we can all do it we can all start coveting what we don't have even if you have a lot in fact the more you have the more you <laughs> to be honest cover what you don't have and i think sometimes i ask myself toby when is jesus going to be enough for you um because in the end that is it yeah what a great way to leave it and take away um thank you so much for joining me on live lunch we've had a really nice time and see you guys next week at one o'clock bye, bye.